Good evening, I'm Jeremy Melanson, and this is the NBA Daily Recap. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at recap underscore NBA. This podcast is part of the Pulse Podcast Network, which, by the way, we are proud to announce that TickSplits is the official ticket provider of the Pulse Podcast Network. TickSplits is fast-growing, no service fees, lightning-fast searches, every ticket, every venue, everywhere. If you don't believe me, ask this guy. Have you been searching for the best ticket deals around? Well, look no further. With TickFlix, the price you see is the price you pay. And TickFlix just happens to have over $6 billion in ticket inventory just waiting for you. They absolutely mean it when they say every ticket, every venue, everywhere. And you can save even more with promo code PULSE in all caps to save you 5% off your total purchase. Just go to TickFlix.com and click the search bar. Search events based on your geographic location. Pick the show you want, and bam, it's showtime. Sporting events, Broadway shows, concerts, and more with TickFlix.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter so you can stay up to date on the latest news and savings with TickFlix. That's TickFlix.com. T-I-X-D-L-I-T-Z.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. All right, guys, so we're going to preview the games for Thursday. There are six games on, and uh, we're just going to do this now because, you know, there's no games on tonight, so there's no real reason why not. Uh, The show will still be available in the morning if anybody wants to tune in then, but uh, we're going to put it out there early. So I'm going to go over quickly uh, the six games that are on, as I said, for Thursday, February 21st. And after that, I'm going to interview a guest from uh, a listener of, of the show. All right, so... Uh, first game that's on Thursday night is the Miami Heat at Philadelphia to play the Sixers, and Philly's favored by six with a 220 over-under. Derek Jones Jr. and Goran Dragic are both set to make their return for Miami, and the 76ers announced today that Joel Embiid is going to miss a, a week, which is looking like four games right now. Uh, look for Boban probably to get the start in this one, I would imagine, uh, and Amir Johnson will probably end up having to play more minutes off the bench. Next game is Phoenix at Cleveland. TJ Warren is out already for Phoenix, and Tristan Thompson is out for Cleveland as they've been dealing with uh, their respective injuries. Um, Cleveland is favored by one with an over-under of 218. Next game we're going to look at, Portland is at Brooklyn, and there is no spread or total yet for this one. Dame Lillard is questionable with a left ankle sprain. Uh, Rodney Hood is probable. Jared Dudley is uh, going to make his return. Trevion Graham and Rodion's Kuroks are also probable as well for Brooklyn. Next game we're going to look at is Boston at Milwaukee. Milwaukee's favorite by 5.5 with an over-under of 227.5. Kyrie Irving is going to be playing. Uh, he was dealing with some neat problems before All-Star break. Aaron Baines is not yet ready to return. He's going to be out another f- a few more games. Gordon Hayward is questionable with a right ankle. Uh, Hayward was playing very well before the break uh, in the absence of Kyrie, mind you. But, uh, it, yeah, not a good time for him to go down. Hopefully he's okay. Nikola Mirotic is going to make his debut for the Bucks. Uh, he had been traded before the trade deadline, obviously. But he had been out uh, with some calf problems lately. And Giannis is probable to play. Uh, he'd been dealing with a little bit of Nino soreness as well. Uh, and, and all these guys, you know, around the league are, are just at that point in the year where they're all dealing with lingering injuries. And now that they've had the All-Star break, you're going to see a lot of these guys start to come back. 
Um, next one we're going to look at is Houston at L.A. to play the Lakers. Houston's favored by two with an over-under of 233. Now, this sounds like a game that's worth watching. Uh, 233 over-under remains high-scoring total, and also it's going to be close. So uh, I would uh, advise tuning into this one. Iman Shumpert is not going to be playing for Houston. He's injured with a sore right knee. Uh, but Clint Capella is going to be making his return. Uh, Capella had been out with a right thumb injury now for quite some time, so it will be good for them to get him back. Austin Rivers will be back um, and for the uh, Rockets as well. On the Lakers' side, they will be with uh, probably Mike Muscala and jo- Josh Hart. Uh, Lonzo is still going to be uh, out a few more games with that ankle injury, and Tyson Chandler is questionable with a stiff neck. The last game we're going to look at, Golden State Warriors are hosting Sacramento. The Warriors are obviously favored, but they're favored by 12, and that's quite a lot. The over-under is 239, which is also very high. Um, so I think what they're guessing at is, like, Sacramento's been running the ball this year, running and pushing it at a high pace and scoring a lot of points. And they think the Warriors are just going to score way more. Uh, Warriors favored by 12. That's that's huge. That's blowout territory. And the Kings have, like, they're in eighth. Like, they're in the playoff uh, seating as we sp- speak. All right. So that's the six games that are on for Thursday, February 21st. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Did you know that you could be using this spot to advertise your company or business? Well, I've done the research and PodcastInsights.com report that podcast listeners are loyal, affluent, and mostly college educated, but most importantly, are five times more likely to interact with the ad they hear on their favorite podcast than an ad from any other medium. If you would like to advertise your company or brand with our network, it's simple. All you have to do is send an email to marketing at PulsePodcastNetwork.com. I'll say it one more time, marketing at PulsePodcastNetwork.com, and we hope to hear from you soon. All right, guys, so as I had uh, mentioned in my last podcast, uh, when I recapped the All-Star game after all that, that uh, I was going to be taking a couple days off, obviously there's been no NBA, but uh, I also, you know, threw it out there, if anybody had any suggestions of anything that that I could do uh, for an episode, um you really don't know how literal I was. I would have done anything, but only one person asked, and uh, it was a listener of the show who, his idea, he messaged me and said that I should uh, bring him on and, and interview him and uh, talk hoops with him. So I'm proud to present to you, Brock Hill. Thanks for having me on the show. I jumped at the chance when, when you said that. I was like, man, i got to message him. i got to get on there. And, and I thought it was a great idea, really. Um, I've listened to podcasts for, for years, and I have podcasts that I listen to every day, and... Uh, I really I know the show and uh, I always thought it would be great like if if that those podcast hosts would uh, do something like that you know where there was actually I got a chance to get on these shows that I like to listen to so I thought it was cool I was glad to be able to do that for you yeah my thoughts exactly okay so what Brock and I will do here is uh, we're just going to talk a little bit of hoops Uh, first of all uh, we talk about the All Star Weekend that just went by Um, the uh, Saturday night main events were you in tuned in for those were you. I was for Saturday, and the skills competition actually surprised me how interesting that was. I thought, no, this, is, this isn't this is going to be much to watch, but it was actually very interesting with the ending, especially with Jason Tatum half-court shot yeah, that, for the win. That would have made it worth it. Yeah, that was that was actually really fun. And, and the three-point contest, I, I really enjoy that too. The dunk contest, I, did, I don't know, the... 
they're kind of boring a little bit. There's they have problems um, that they got to work out. That's for sure. So we'll just go back a little bit. The three point contest though. It's always good, isn't it? It is. It's like it's never changed. They've never done anything to change the uh, the format, other than the, the like, well, they the added, money rack. added the money rack yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. but overall, it's not like uh, not like the dunk contest. Like no. the dunk contest has been, they've tried. Do you remember the wheel? No. <laughs> Did you ever see the highlights of that? No. What was that? Oh my God, Brock! It was one of the worst dunk contests of all time. <laughs> it was. Uh, they had a wheel. Um, I'll show. I'm gonna bring up YouTube. And I'll show you a clip. But they had a wheel, and the, the contestants had to spin the wheel and do the dunk that was on the wheel. Really? And it was like, uh, I remember uh, Steve Francis. Do you remember him? I don't even know who that is. Oh, okay. Steve Francis was like, he, he had hops, but he was like six foot three. Yeah. And small hands. Not, not like a long arm, big hand kind of guy. And uh, he, he spun the wheel, and he got, I'm pretty sure it was him, he got a Dominique Wilkins windmill. That was the <laughs> dunk he was supposed to do, right? He couldn't even palm a basketball. <laughs> It yeah. was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just don't find the dunk contest that interesting. Kind of slow going. And it was 2002. Boring. Isn't that something? Wow. Yeah, I actually didn't start watching basketball much until about six years ago, to be honest. Well, yeah, well, you're how old now? 22. Yeah, so that makes total sense. I mean, so I, I guess, yeah, I was, I'm a little bit older than you, but... Yeah. Oh, it was uh, it was the Dr. J from the free throw line they wanted him to do, I think. He, somebody else the got... The free throw line? It was something like that, right? And uh, he couldn't even palm the ball. Like, wow. It, it was something like that. Like it was, it was one of the worst ones they ever did. Okay, well, anyway, let's talk about this year's dunk contest. So, uh, what did you think of the, the dunk over Shaq, uh, Diallo? That was impressive. Hamadou Diallo. That, that definitely was impressive. Shaq's a big dude. And Diallo's not that tall of a guy for an NBA player. Yeah. When he rose up, that was interesting. And then and then another player came and dunked over Dwayne Wade. I was like, oh, well, I already saw a guy just jump over Shaq that's smaller than you. So. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, 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 uh, it took a lot out of that. Even though, like, I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. was a little shorter, but yeah. him to Diallo's not that big either. Like, he's no, not like a seven-footer or nothing no. like but that was definitely the dunk of the dunk contest. It, it definitely was. But, like, how many dunks when everybody had two in the first round? and So that's eight dunks, and then they each had two in the next round, so that's 12. Yeah. And we got, excuse me, they got one really good dunk out of 12? Like, that's not yeah. a good dunk contest. And one was really bad. He broke the props. and The and one where he tried to jump over the airplane. To, yes, he took forever to set up. John that, Collins. That was embarrassing. Really. I thought that was definitely the worst one. Okay, so here's my idea for the dunk contest that I came up with uh, the other day. I think they should have coaches, yeah, for the dunk contest. Like yeah. obviously, they like uh, they get help before the dunk contest. They get tips and advice from people. Uh, John Collins on the Atlanta Hawks. He he said that he got tips from uh, Vince Carter and Dominique Wilkins. Really, but he needed somebody there to tell him, like, to help him out. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it, when you get into like they don't do enough dunks either. You only do two dunks, you have it planned. But sometimes when you're like, remember Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine going back and forth? Yeah, they went and, back and, and forth. And they had to come up with dunks. Yeah. Because, you know, because they went back and forth 50 50. For sure. So they had to keep adding dunks and, and come up with stuff. That and that's how some of the best dunks happen. Like no. Aaron Gordon's two legs under the, uh, yeah. over the mannequin, yeah. under the two, or under the, over the mascot, like, over, under the two legs. Yeah. He just thought of that, he said, like right before he did it. Really? Wow. Uh, the impressive. Vince Carter, when Tracy bounced it off the floor and Vince put it between the legs, he yeah. said he just thought of that right wow. you know, before he did it. It yeah. wasn't anything they practiced. So I think that, like, they need more dunks so that there is that element. 
But um, sure. they need somebody there to help them too, like to help them come up with the ideas and to tell them when to cut it off. Yeah. Like when you've tried the same dunk four or five times in a row, yeah. somebody should be there to tell you after three try times. Try something different. Yeah, exactly, right? If you can't Hey, hey, it. try the windmill. Try the, you know, three. Yeah. So, like I think maybe this adds a little bit of help because they uh, – they need they need something right for sure to make the dunk contest a little better. All right, so Brock, what's your favorite basketball team in the NBA? Oh, the Celtics. We talked Boston about that earlier, didn't Celtics, we? we That's did. right. So, uh, what do you think of the Celtics this year? A uh, little bit underwhelming. A little bit. You They're expected still... them to be better. I did. I did. Just be, probably just being biased. Yeah. But they have Kyrie. They got Gordon Hayward back. I thought that would make a big difference, but he's not. After, after, you're, you're right. After last year, and they didn't have those guys, and yeah. they still did very well. They got to uh, Game 7 of the Conference Finals against yeah. Cleveland, led by Tatum, led by Jalen Brown. Yeah, for sure. So you thought that when you added in Kyrie and you added in yeah. Gordon Hayward, uh, everything was going to be better. They were going to be you know that much better. But yeah, they're, they're, I don't even know if they're better, let alone the same. That's a good question, you isn't know? it? Like, I don't even know if they're they as good. Mm, they haven't been dominant this year. They've had dominant moments, yeah. But they've also had some bad moments. I don't. I feel like there's too many good players on the team. Yeah, because they've got a great coach. They've got one of the best coaches in the NBA. Definitely. But Definitely. I feel like they've overloaded him. And now, part of that is is not on court related. Like yeah. Danny Ainge compiled all these assets for sure, so he could trade them for Anthony Davis, right? Yeah, that's like. That's part of the reason that and I then think why they have such a stacked team. Well, yeah. they can't right now because of the Kyrie thing, yeah, right? For sure. So maybe in the summer, and it would yeah. make more sense if, to do it in the summer. But where they're at right now is they've got all these good players, and now it's like it's. I think there's too many. Yeah, like the, Brad Stevens is having a hard time finding a good balance for all of these good players. Yeah, finding know? a spot, especially on the when floor. you consider how good Marcus Morris has been this year. Oh, and yeah, he's been insanely good. Yeah, unexpectedly, you know, like that's supposed yeah. to be. Uh, Hayward, or that's supposed to be Tatum. Yeah, but it's been Marcus Morris. Yeah, or Jalen Brown and Marcus like, Smart too. Yeah, Marcus Smart has yeah. been so good they had to start him. <laughs> yeah, right? they, they started playing a lot better once they put Marcus Smart in the starting yeah. lineup. Like, he, his defense and hustle is just—it's the he's the heart. Yeah, for sure. Of so the defense. you've got to find room for all these guys, right? Yeah, that's so, a lot of talent. It's a lot of talent. Plus yeah, you got Al Horford, you know, and uh, yep. It's uh, I think it's just it's a it's a little bit too much maybe. So the Celtics are currently sitting in fourth place right now. Um, they are thirty seven and twenty one, which isn't a bad record at all. No, twenty three and eight at home. You can't argue with that. Fourteen and thirteen on the road. Now that's probably where you need to pull your socks up a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Twenty seven no. and ten within their conference is is what you want. Um, you gotta you gotta beat the bad teams if you want to be good. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But the East is kind of a little strong in a way, like top heavy. Yeah, top heavy. Yeah, yeah. So the Pacers are sitting ahead of Boston in third place right now, and they're the ones I think that make this interesting because everybody knows the top four teams in the East are Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, and Philadelphia in some order. Yes. But those are the top four teams. But the Pacers are the third team in the East right now. Yeah, they're kind of the dark horse, like not expected to be there. Yeah, especially with after losing Oladipo. Yeah. But uh, so if the Pacers can stay in the top four, somebody's going to have to play somebody in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? In the first round of the playoffs, I mean. Yeah. One of these good top teams. So if the playoffs started today, uh, Boston and Philadelphia would be playing each other right now. And that's not who you want to see in the first round. Like, <laughs> No. The, you know? the 76ers have a lot of firepower now. They have the same identical record right now, 37-21. Now, however... 
uh, Philadelphia hasn't beat Boston this year. No. They lost after Boston put them out of the playoffs last year, and yeah. they've beat them all three times they've played so far this year. Yeah, that's that's kind of so that's they, they've got their number. Yeah, you know, but you don't want to play that team in the first round. Not somebody no. that strong, and you can no. imagine all four, all all these teams know that, and they're going to be battling for position here mm-hmm. down the down the stretch. The Raptors currently hold the second place uh, spot in the Eastern Conference at forty three and sixteen, and Milwaukee is number one, forty three and fourteen. Same amount of wins, just two less losses than Toronto. Uh, so let's see. If Milwaukee's playoffs started today, they would be playing the Detroit Pistons. They would have it real easy. Yeah, they've been walking all over the Pistons this year. The Pistons would be happy just to make the playoffs, so <laughs> they would. They'd, they'd, yeah. sell, they'd throw a parade. Um, Charlotte, almost in the same position. Um, they should be a guaranteed playoff team, but they aren't. They're just barely above uh, half a game ahead of the Pistons in seventh, and Charlotte would end up playing the Raptors in the first round uh, if the playoffs started today. The Raptors would get their number, but Charlotte's, uh, uh, they could pull out a couple wins they, in the playoffs. They can do something. Kemba Walker's a good player, and a lot of times in the playoffs, the best player on the team in the series is, is deciding it. Um, but yeah, Toronto would probably get the best one. Brooklyn is in sixth, so they would end up being the ones that plays plays Indiana in the first round. That might be a tight contest as well. Like Brooklyn's all right. Uh, before the All-Star break, they were getting smashed. Uh, yeah. They were getting blown out quite a bit before the All-Star break. But um, they're still in sixth place. Um, but, uh, yeah, but so Indiana would end up playing... So Indiana would end up playing Brooklyn in the first round, and Boston would end up playing Philadelphia. Like, that's not how you want things to go if you're Boston. No, that's a tough start. That is a tough start. A lot of good players on the Sixers. All right, now let's go down and look at the Western Conference. And the Warriors are sitting in first place, as I think many predicted, even though they weren't there for very much of the year. Um, no, Denver, surprisingly. Denver held it for a little while. But even early on in the season, Memphis at one time was in first place in the West. Wow. I know it's hard to believe now so they're sitting second last, but they wow. were in first place at one point a few weeks into the season. Yeah. I think the Clippers briefly held first place. Wow. Um, and I would guess that that's it. Yeah, the Nuggets and Warriors, but uh, I could be wrong. Uh, so the Warriors sitting in first, forty-one and sixteen. Um, Milwaukee is actually better than that, aren't they? Yeah, and so is Toronto. And so is Toronto. Yeah. So the third overall in the league for the Warriors. And if the playoffs started today, they would end up with the LA Clippers. And that's well, everyone in the West is tough. There's not yeah. one single team you want to play in the in in the West. If you had to pick, like. Who do you pick? I don't know. Nobody? The Minnesota Timberwolves are quite down there for who they are, really. Like, you would think they would be higher than what they are. You'd think they'd be playing better you than... Remember how much bull crap they went through this year, though? Jimmy Butler in the early going? Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, losing Jimmy Butler, that's a... Yeah, but they weren't winning when they had him, either. Really? They won. They started winning more games after he was gone. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, they're out of the playoff picture right now. And pretty Derek pretty Rose. well out. So, uh... Yeah, Derrick Rose is uh, having a great year. Yeah. But uh, not good enough. The Warriors no. and the Clippers would end up playing in the first round. I think we all know how that would go. Uh, the Clippers, we know how that would go. The Nuggets are in second, and they would play the Spurs. Now, the feel around the league that I've, from what I've heard, is that everybody wants to play the Nuggets. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Nobody's scared of the Nuggets is, is basically what it comes down to. Uh 
even though they're second. Speaking of teams that aren't in the playoffs, the Lakers are sitting... Uh, the Lakers, I think I saw on Twitter, have a 5% chance of making the playoffs right now. 5%? The West is loaded. It's so tough. Yeah. Sacramento even is ahead of the Lakers. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. And the, yeah. Um, but if you're LeBron, that's where you want you want, to, you want those nuggets in the first round. For you sure. You know that they don't scare him. <laughs> no. But uh, right now the Spurs would be would have them, and uh, the Spurs would have their work cut out, but you don't want to – they're just as tough as anyone. Um, yeah, maybe not this year, but they're, they are, they're still tough. They're tough out. Uh, I don't know. Actually, geez, we might be in a year where the Spurs are one of the more favorable matchups. The third place team is Oklahoma City Thunder, sitting, uh, 37 and 20. And they would be playing the Utah in the first round if the playoffs started today. And that would be a bloodbath. OKC's had the best defense in the league all year, but Houston, or sorry, but Utah is there. Uh, they must be. I don't know for sure the stats, but they're always there. Yeah. Opponents' points per game, 105.9. That is low. I don't see anybody else lower than that. No. Except for, except for Memphis. Bloodbath. Whoever ends up with Utah. But OKC, OKC to me is probably the dark horse in the West. Their shooting has definitely gotten better with Terrence Ferguson. On the floor. You think so? I do. Well, maybe compared to Andre Robertson. And, yeah, because Andre Robertson is, yeah. is out. Uh, and you know what? He's an interesting case because when he does come back, what do they do with him? They've already got the best defense in the league. Yeah. Do they need him? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's a question, good question. Uh, some of those young wings are starting to look good, like Ferguson and... and yeah. Uh, and Jeremy know, Grant's Abrin- shooting Abrinas has gotten better. And, Alex Abrinas is, is good. Um... But the Thunder, to me, yeah, are the dark horse team because they have <laughs> defense, which wins in the playoffs. They have a guy playing an MVP caliber oh level of basketball Paul in George. Paul George. Yeah. But they also have another MVP. You know, people hate on Russ, and his shooting percentages are god-awful Awful. this year. Insanely bad. And his free throws. Kind of make you want to throw up a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Like, not really impressive percentage, but he gets... He gets but Baskets. they could win a series. Yeah. He don't sure. He he doesn't care what he shoots. Hustle wins. And Stephen Adams is a playoff kind of guy, you know, tough and, and Oh, for sure. Rugged and uh they they to me are sneaky sneaky playoff team. Um OKC and Houston I think are interesting to compare because they're kind of opposites in a way. Like Houston's the offensive team, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I I think Houston might be able to take them in the playoffs. Houston would end up playing the Blazers in the first round. Portland sits in fourth. They are ahead of Houston. Um, Houston was actually second last in the West early in the season. Wow. Uh, yeah, they were stinking it up for a while there until until Harden went on the historic run. Yeah, very. Um, the very Blazers impressive. are thirty four and twenty three, and the Rockets are thirty three and twenty four. Uh, as I said, there's nobody in the West you really want to play. Portland's been good. They haven't been good in the playoffs as of late. But I'm sure that they're itching to change that. But any which way is a tough out. You wouldn't want to play James Harden, though. Could you imagine no. trying to guard James Harden? He he can score at will. He's getting his. <laughs> He's going to do whatever he wants. Yeah. You just... Do you even can hope to contain him? I don't even think... You, I don't know yeah. what to hope. I don't even know if you hope for that. He's on an, an insane scoring run. And he's left-handed. Yeah. I find left-handed people tricky to guard. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's part of why he's so hard to guard. For sure. Oh, I'm sure of it. He's a, he's a nightmare. Especially by a right-handed player. Yeah. 
Yeah, it makes it harder. When you're a right-handed guy and you're guarding a right-handed guy, you slide to your right easier, yeah. so it's easier to guard yeah. someone that's the same hand as you. Yep. Yeah. Harden's a tough nut. So that's what the playoffs would look like if they started today. Uh, as I said, the Lakers sitting on the outside. That's probably the big story, you know. Um, LeBron. That's why he went there. Was that All-Star weekend uh, courting. He was champagning and campaigning. He was... Uh, he was laughing at everybody's jokes. <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> yeah, trying to get guys there. I was listening to a podcast, and the guy said LeBron at All-Star Weekend was acting like a 42-year-old cougar that just got out of a <laughs> relationship. She just uh, divorced from her high school sweetie. Oh, gosh. And he was just out hitting on everybody. Yeah. Trying to I, trying I to imagine. lure people to, to L.A., right? To, I imagine he would To be. play with him on the Lakers. But does he even have to do that? He's LeBron James. It hasn't happened yet. Who wouldn't want to play with them? A lot of people. Wow. It's hard. Because they want to be the star like Kyrie. Well, it's not exactly that. When you're like on LeBron's team, you know, Kevin Love said that you never get the blame when you win, or you never get the credit when you win, and you always get the blame when you lose. Yeah. When the Cavaliers won, LeBron got all the praise, you know? Yeah. And when they lost, it was trade Kevin Love. Trade <laughs> Kevin Love. Yeah. Always, right? Yeah, that's right. It makes him one of the toughest guys to play with, I think. And we've seen instances already where, like, I think everybody in the NBA knew he was going to the Lakers. Oh, yeah. From, from what I've heard, okay, yeah. like, they all knew. But Paul George still didn't want to go there. Yeah. You know, even after he said he was going to go there. Yeah. He said he was going to go there, right? When yep. he was on Indiana. He did. He did. Then he ended up with OKC. He didn't, and when he was a free agent, he didn't even take a meeting with the Lakers. He yeah. he signed his extension with OKC right away, and he must have known at that time LeBron was going there, so he probably he didn't want to play with him. No. But that's interesting because from, from I'm going to contradict myself a little bit, but from what we were just talking about, not wanting to play with a, a superstar like that, but he went and played with Russ. He went and yeah. played with the guy who averaged a 30 point triple double. Yeah, who had more usage than anyone probably in the history of the game. <laughs> yep. And he was like, "Yeah, I'll go play with him. I'll resign with him." Well, I guess he didn't just. Yeah, he had to, he had to agree. Um, so I don't know, but the Lakers aren't. This summer is going to be a tell-all. Anthony Davis wants to go to the Lakers. He does. He does. It's open. He 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 wants to go there, and he says he's going to end up there. Um, I don't know about that sneaky little Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's the kind of guy sitting in the back of the classroom you can't trust. He's too he's too quiet. Yeah, you can't trust the quiet, quiet guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think of that. Kawhi, I can't see him being a super team kind of player, though. That doesn't really... No, I don't I don't think he's buying into that. But I think he's cold in Toronto right now, and I don't think he likes it. Yeah. I'm from here, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Kyrie? Kyrie's Kyrie could end up somewhere else either. Yeah, yeah, He's talking right. to full talk now. He's another guy you don't know what to do After, with. After, he, he said it again. He said it in Cleveland, and he said it again. In in Boston, he said he wasn't leaving. Yeah. But now he's like changing his mind, going back. The Cleveland thing, though, like he found out they were trying to trade him. Yeah. So he he pushed the issue. Yeah. Himself. So I mean, that's I think a little different. But then again, is maybe it? I don't know. Maybe he's having some PTSD with the with Boston when he found out they want when he found out the Earth was round. Gave him <laughs> PTSD. Yeah. No, with the uh, Anthony Davis, maybe he knows that. Oh, he thinks they're going to trade him? Yeah. For Davis? Well, they probably would have done it already if they were going to. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. he's another guy to watch. Yeah. Um, Dame, if they don't win, if Portland doesn't win, what's his deal like? Um, Dame's on a big contract. I think he signed yeah. his extension. Um, yeah. 
I, I can't see them moving on from him. It just... It doesn't make sense. I heard in the summertime that uh, if the Blazers weren't in the playoffs uh, around trade deadline or something like that, and the Lakers... Uh, well, I guess it didn't matter what the Lakers were doing. If, if the Blazers weren't doing that well this year, they were going to flip Dame to the Lakers for Lonzo and uh, and somebody else. Wow. Um, but they're number four, so they're yeah. sitting. And they were sitting in, like, two, I think, for a while, too. And yeah. Might even grab first, but I don't think. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think you'll see Dame go anywhere, especially by trade. No. Like, uh, Portland and these small market teams, there's just... I don't know. I don't think there's much point in just tearing it down completely because it's so hard. You can't get free no. agents. No. You know, so Portland's you have to... not really a an appealing yeah. team. It's just like Detroit. Like Detroit can tear <laughs> their shit down and, and rebuild it, but like yeah. who's going to come to Detroit? So they have to trade for players like Blake They're on monster contracts. Yeah. You know, uh, or the John Walls of the of the NBA. All right. Well, this was good, Brock. I'm glad that you. Uh, that you uh, threw this idea at me. Yeah, thanks. Thanks and for agreeing to it. First guest on the show, Brock Hill. And um, I'll have to try to get some more guests in the future. Well, I uh, I just got to figure out the technological aspect of it. I just don't know how. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we'll figure that out in due time. So anyway, again, thanks, Brock, for being here. Yes, thanks for having me again. All right, guys. So there will be uh, no podcast for tomorrow as that podcast is going on right now. This is it. Um, and then we'll have the games on Thursday, and then we'll be back Friday morning to recap those games and preview the games from Friday night. So that was it for the podcast. Shout out to the Pulse Podcast Network, and everybody have a great night.